Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Excited for the work the Lord is doing all over. Judges chapter 15, and we begin reading in verse 15, and he found a new jawbone of an ass or a donkey and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of a donkey have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and calleth that place Ramoth Lehi. And he was sore athirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. And God clave in hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore, he called the name thereof Enhathkor, which is in Lehi unto this day. Our subject matter this morning is simply this, back to the jawbone, back to the jawbone. Would you shake your neighbor's hand and say, we got to get back to the jawbone? You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Samson had been battling the Philistines. They were the arch enemies of the children of Israel. And at this particular time in history, they were the rulers over Judah. Samson had taken revenge against them. There had been sort of a back and forth. They had burned the house of his wife and his father-in-law, and Timnath, and he had gotten revenge, and he had taken 300 foxes and tied their tails together. Now, you've got to be a bad dude to catch 300 foxes and tie their tails together. <laughs> Put a firebrand in, in between the knot of the tails of these 300 foxes and then turned them loose into the cornfields of the Philistines and and they had burnt all the corn down. Then he went over Judah area to this great big rock, this outcropping in the earth called Lehi, and it was there on the border of Philistine area and Judah area in the north, and probably went up there to rest, probably also went up to a high place where he could see if anybody was coming after him. And uh, after a while, the Philistines sent a large army down there to get him. And uh, the men of Judah, they went up to the rock. And they said, Samson, what are you doing up here? The Philistines have sent a large army, and no doubt, you know, they're going to kill all of us if you don't turn yourself in. And uh, they were afraid, and they knew that Samson was who the Philistines had come for. And so they said to Samson, we're going to bind you up if you'll allow us to. <laughs> you down and turn you over to the Philistines. Would that be okay? Somebody that bad, you got to get their permission, you know. Samson said, I understand. That's fine. Just promise me that you won't kill me. I think Samson said that because he didn't want to have to hurt his own people. And uh, they said, we promise we won't hurt you. We won't kill you. We're just going to tie you up with real strong ropes and we're going to turn you over to the Philistines. 
Well, he said, okay, and they tied him all up. And they took him down there and they turned him over to the Philistines. Well, the Philistines were happy. And they took possession of him. But there's something that's quite interesting when you read this story. That when the Philistines took him into their captivity... The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And Samson reached down on the ground and found an old jawbone of a donkey. Some donkey that had just worked as hard as he could and died out there in the desert. And the vultures no doubt had come and the jackals and had plucked all the meat. and There was nothing left but just the old bleached bone. Now this is not the jawbone of a donkey, but we're going to pretend that it is. This is something my dog found and brought it to the house. It's got two eyes on it. I don't know where he got this from. I'm pretty sure it's not a human skull. I don't know if it's a deer or a bear or what. Some of y'all that know more about this than me may offer a guess. But whatever it is, it's my example of of a jawbone of a donkey for today. So... Samson picks up this old jawbone. Isn't it interesting how God can use something that everybody else has discarded? Some of y'all, God's got a plan for your life and you feel like you're just an old jawbone that's been left out in the sun. You're already used up, bleaching out there. Sin has beat you up and you don't think there's no future. I'm going to tell you something. If you could put yourself in the hand and in the plan of God, well, he can bring a mighty victory with you. Don't ever let the devil convince you that your best days are behind you. I'm coming to tell you about a God that when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, he can take something that's dead, that's dry, that's been bleached and beat up by the sun and the weather and sin and hard hard choices and mistakes and all the scars of life and with God, hallelujah, He can bring about a mighty victory. The Bible said that as soon as the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, here he was now bound with these ropes. And the Bible says that he broke these bands, Samson, like they were straw in a fire. You ever put a piece of straw in a fire? I mean, it's not even a fight. The straw just goes, yeah, and dies right there. It doesn't even try to resist. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, those ropes, I don't know what they had. They had something on him. But whatever it was, it didn't even try to fight against the Spirit of God. I don't know what may be holding you today. I don't know what chains may be holding you captive today. It may be a situation in your home. It may be a situation in your job. It may be a situation in your thought process. But whatever it is, it is no match to the Spirit of God. I mean, it'll just give up. You start worshiping God and watch how that trouble just die up and fall off of you 
Whatever it is that's holding you captive, you say, oh, preacher, I'd like to worship God, but I got this going on, I got that going on. I know what I got to face as soon as I leave this building. You ought to, for just a moment, put those chains in the fire today, in the Holy Ghost fire of God's presence and God's love and God's power and watch the chains come off. Woo, hallelujah. Samson now reaches down on the ground. These, these bands, ropes, whatever, come apart, falling off of him. Unwinding, you know, ropes, they're all just wound together. Just All that stuff just in the glow of the presence of God. Those things just unravel and fall apart. And he's loose and he reaches down. Just happened to be laying down there. He's got all of these soldiers around him. Philistines. Now, when you read, when they first sent this army down, they sent 3,000 of them down. Well, Samson reaches down and picks up this old jawbone. And with that jawbone, he kills a thousand Philistine soldiers. With the jawbone of a donkey. I'm talking about soldiers that are trained. Soldiers that have on armor. Soldiers that have weapons. Samson. With a jawbone. I don't even know how he did it. That picture is probably closer to a jawbone of a donkey. It's got teeth in it. I don't know if it was angled just right. I don't know if Samson was just so strong. I don't know what it was. But he took out a thousand men. Now here's what I feel. I believe with all of my heart that no doubt there is an enemy that is numberless. And that vision that I had last year, the army that I saw was that evil army. It was without number. And they were all marching in rank. And they were all unified together. But here's what I believe. I believe that if the Spirit of God comes upon a saint of God. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand. The Bible said that one can put to flight a thousand. And two can put to flight ten thousand. I don't know what army the enemy had. They have arrayed against you today. But if you just let the Spirit of God come upon you, you don't have to have much. It may just be an old jawbone. It may just be one hand that can get in the air. It may just be one hallelujah. But if you begin to worship Him, the Spirit of God will come upon you and give you a mighty victory. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord and shout unto Him. With the voice of triumph. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's interesting that the Bible says that 3,000 came down and he slew 1,000. It doesn't say what happened to the other 2,000. I got a feeling I know what happened. (laughs) 
I mean, the Bible doesn't even bother to record. Can you imagine being in that army and you see this guy going crazy with a jawbone of a donkey? And he takes out a thousand men. I can tell you what happened to them other two thousand. They were running. I mean, they were running home just as fast as they could go. I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to defeat all of hell. All you got to do is just have a small victory. The rest of them will run home. Good God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all don't believe this, and that's why you're struggling so much. You don't believe you've got power to overcome. But the Bible said, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. I don't want to sugarcoat it today. I want to tell you that you are in a battle. And there is an enemy that's trying to destroy you and your marriage and your health and your mind and your home and your children. But there is a God that will give you the victory. There was an ingredient, though, that was necessary for Samson to have this victory. It's important that we recognize that the Spirit of God came upon There was a reason why Ezekiel saw that vision and all that army of bones got up and became a mighty army. It was because the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. And the Lord said, prophesy unto the wind. I mean, they stood up. But he said, now I want you to prophesy unto them. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon those bones and life came again. I don't know about you, but I need God every day that I live. When we come to the house of God, it's not to just go through a ritual or a routine or to go through the motions or to see who's wearing what. It's because we desire the Spirit of God from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. I need His Spirit in my life. This was an incredible victory at a time when the Philistines were the captors of Judah. They were a very intimidating army. But with the Spirit of God upon this man Samson and with this dried up bone in his hand, his strength and his fierceness was unmatched because of a vow that his parents had made to the Lord. God gave this man Samson superhuman strength. It was also a sign to the children of Israel that God was still at work in their midst. I believe that God was trying to show them that He still had the power to break the grip of their captors. Samson was his object lesson. But he was trying to bring the children of Israel back to a place of spiritual renewal and commitment to serve the one true living God. He was using Samson to show his mighty power. I rise today before this great congregation to tell you that God is looking for some Samsons. God is looking for some people that he can use not just for your own benefit but for an object lesson to show the entire church of the living God that he's still on the throne and he's still got all power and sin is no match 
for the Spirit of God. Maybe you can remember that victory that you got when it looked like everything was against you and you were not going to make it. It looked like the enemy had surrounded you. Right now in your mind, if you'll go back, everybody in this building has a moment in their life that they can go back to. That all of the odds were stacked against you. But at the last minute, God came through for you. Good God Almighty. It's just like that old song, when I speak of the goodness of Jesus. When you just think back to that moment that you didn't have anything but maybe an old dried up jawbone or some old dead situation, but God still moved on your behalf. And though the devil had encamped around about you, in the midnight hour, God came through. And you want a victory. You won an undeniable victory. It was a mighty victory. You still had problems after that. You still faced the realities of a determined foe. But you could not deny that God had touched you. How many of you can raise your hand today in this building and say that God has brought such a victory? Look at all of those hands. All of those witnesses. All of those testimonies. You remember when you were first touched by the Spirit of God. Maybe it was at an altar of an old church. Maybe it was when you were a child in Sunday school. Maybe it was in your bedroom where you knelt down by your bed. Maybe it was in an alley when you stumbled out of a club, drunk and alone. And in the darkness, you silently cried out for help. Maybe it was at a drug-infested party where the haze of hallucinogens hung in the air and you asked yourself, what am I doing here? But everybody's got a story. And everybody's got a place that you can go this very moment. Endless circumstances, countless battles, but you remember the moment when God came through for you. God came upon you and you and you said I'm better than this I don't believe that God created me to live my life this way and God spared you when the hounds of hell had their teeth sharpened and your blood already in their mouth God brought you through it. You pray and God heard your prayer. You cried out and the Spirit of the Lord came upon you. You didn't have a lot to work with. You were just a carcass. You were dead inside. 
You were scarred and marred. But victory came. Unmistakable victory. Cords were broken. The grip of sin loosened. You felt that weight lift. You felt that surge of strength. Your faith fortified. Brought you to a place of feeling invincible. Bible says that after this great victory that Samson names the place Ramath Lehi. Meaning height of the jawbone. Ramath means elevated or exalted. Lehi literally meant jawbone. It was the name of the rock that he had climbed up on. Perhaps it was in the shape of a jawbone. I don't know. Maybe it was where a lot of jawbones ended up. But regardless, Samson was high on himself. Because when he writes this song, it's a song of his victory. He wanted it to be remembered as a place where there had been a great victory. And he named it Rahath Lehi. The height of the jawbone. What victory was won in the hands of one man? A dead, dry jawbone. And after he sings the song and he commemorates and memorializes the battle with the name Raymond Lehi. The Bible said he tosses the jawbone aside. Once again, a free man. Yes, it was the place of man's triumph when God touches him. Yes, it was not to be forgotten. Samson throws that mighty tool of victory to the side, thinking he no longer needed it. Battle's over. The threat is eliminated. Tossed aside like an old empty potato chip bag. Its purpose used up and fulfilled. Now, Samson prepares to go back to a life of leisure, to business as usual. How many times in the wake of a mighty victory do we then thank God for it but go back to business as usual? Thank you, Lord, for that mighty victory. I'll see you again when I get in trouble. And the remnants of that victory are tossed aside like an old bone. Very soon, though, the Bible says he was thirsty. Oh, yeah, my friend. You can't ever toss it aside. Because you're going to get thirsty. You may not sit here this morning in bondage, but you can still be thirsty. You may not sit here with the enemy surrounding you, but there's still a longing in your soul. And I've come to preach to somebody the same thing that brought you victory will bring a refreshing to your soul. And even though the threat of the enemy was gone, there was still a thirst. Even though he had won a mighty victory, there's still a thirst. He cries out to God. 
What good does it to me to have this great victory and then die out here of thirst? I guess it didn't dawn on him that he had thrown away the very him the victory. The same God that spared him in a moment of desperation is the same God that can satisfy the longing of your soul. The same God that delivered you from sin when you bowed a knee in humility and said, God, I'm tired of trying this on my own. I don't want to do it anymore. God came through for you. Brought you the victory. I've come to tell somebody in this building today, that same God has the waters, the refreshing waters. That your soul longs for today. It's still there. You just got to get back to the jawbone. You got to get back to that place where you said, I've got to have the touch of God. And if I don't, I can't make it another day. The Bible says that the Lord heard the cry of Samson and he carved a hollow place in the jawbone. Sometimes, my friend, it takes an emptiness. It takes a hollow place for the waters to flow. It takes there being a gap, a hole, a void. Sometimes we don't understand why we go through the things we do. Could it be that the Lord is trying to create a place where the waters can flow? See, as long as we feel like everything is is okay, We forget about the jawbones. We forget about the victories. We forget about the deliverance. We forget about what it was like when we first came to God. Just an old jawbone over there. Once in a while, our mind goes back to it and a smile comes upon our face as we reflect back. But the jawbone's been tossed aside. God creates a hollow place. Now, Samson realized. Something in that jawbone. I cast it aside too soon. I thought that it was only a tool of weaponry to bring me a mighty victory. I didn't realize that the very thing that God uses to give me a victory, He will use to bring forth new life. Jesus, help us. Sure, there were things taken out of your life, but it wasn't for your displeasure. It was for you to have a space so that the wells of living water could spring up, hallelujah, with the presence and the power and the peace of God in your life. The sun's beating down. Samson's tired. He just killed a thousand guys. He's thirsty. But then he looks over at the jawbone and he sees there's water coming out of it. Hey, I can just get back to that jawbone. I threw it aside. I named the place. I thought it was over. But now I see refreshing waters. If I can just get back to the jawbone. If I can just get back to that altar. If I can just get back to that place where I first found God, where I realized I didn't have to live 
as a slave to sin where I realized that I could live above the effects of sin in my life if I could just get back to the jawbone. There's water in the jawbone. There's wells of living water. There's the holy presence of God. There's joy, unspeakable joy. Would you lift your hands all over this building? Good God Almighty, speak to your people. The Bible says that his spirit came again and he revived. Our theme is revive in one five. Yes, you've won the war, but now you need the water. The devil's thrown everything at you, but you're still here today blessing God. I've come to tell you that the Lord wants to give you the waters of joy. A refreshing. Bible says in Isaiah, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. I've come to tell somebody today, there's joy, there's refreshing. If you can just get back, back to the jawbone, back to that place, that elevated place of triumph. Bible says, Jesus speaking to his followers, you can stand, I'm all through. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this, the Bible says, spake he of the Spirit. That jawbone producing water was a sign that this carcass called humanity was going to give place to an infilling of God's Holy Spirit that the flesh 
was going to bubble up. In the Old Testament, the Lord said, For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to my people. In the New Testament, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Wow. The old jawbone still works, prayer still works. Repentance still works. Worship still works. The jawbone has got waters in it. You don't need a new formula. It's still the same plan of salvation. What must we do to be saved? Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. And be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have felt God before. You may have been at this altar and repented. You may have had God touch your body and heal you at this altar. I've come to tell somebody today that this altar still has water in it. You say, Pastor, I've already been down there. Yeah, but you've got to get back to the jawbone. I've already been down there and stood and prayed and people prayed with me. Yeah, but you got to get back because you left your victory prematurely. Something's calling you back today. Something's drawing you back. There's still waters that are flowing. There's still a refreshing touch. This old altar has the outpouring of the Spirit of God in it today. After the water came and Samson was revived, he named the place in Hakor, meaning the spirit of him who called. He acknowledged two things. It's not just the elevated place of a jawbone now. It was a fountain to one who called out to God. And God heard his What will this gathering this morning mean to you? All of us coming together in this building today. Will it just be a place where your spirit was elevated? Or will it have a new meaning today? Will you call out and turn this elevated place into a fountain of living waters? I believe the Lord wants to pour out His Spirit right now upon this entire body of believers. Would you lift your hands and your voices right now? And would you say, Lord, one more time, let the waters, let the waters... The living waters of your spirit. From the north to the south. From the east to the west. From the pulpit to the pew.
Altar workers are gathering around this altar right now. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, this is your moment. Come on, I invite you right now to step out from where you're standing. I feel the refreshing waters of God's presence filling this altar. All God needs is somebody that's thirsty. Come on. Is there anybody in this building that say, I got to get back to the jawbone? Come on. I'm going to get back to that place right now. I believe that God's got something for me. Come on. This is a place where somebody called out. This is in our court where somebody called out to God and the fountains burst. Come on. Come on. Step out from right where you are. Come down to this altar. Fill this place right now. Lift up your hands and begin to glorify God. And the Spirit of God will come upon you one more time. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. Come on, there's still room. There's room in the middle. There's room in each aisle. Come on, get back to the jawbone today. Make your way down to the altar. That's it. That's it. God's pouring out His Spirit all over this building. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands right where you are. The Spirit of God will flow. The Lord's born out the Holy Ghost. Come on, this is your moment. This is your time. This is what God has ordained. 